Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And on this week's episode, we're just going to be previewing the Super Bowl. Our home team, the Chiefs, have made it. The Eagles are going to be facing off next Sunday for the World Championship, even though, quite honestly, America is the only you know country participating. But <laughs> who cares? No it's, it's still a World no Championship. Matter. So our, our the real question is, next episode, next week's episode, are David and I going to be elated or are we just going to be the most depressed people on the planet? Um, and you'll have to you'll have to tune in to find out. But right now we're going to be giving you all the stuff you need to know for this this humongous game for a lot a lot of reasons, which we'll get into later. So stick mm-hmm. around. All right, let's talk about fun stuff. David, you you listed a couple of fun stats, not necessarily important really to the outcome of the game, although some of them might be. But but some pretty fun stuff. Let's, let's just talk about it. Walk me through these. What do you got? Yeah. So the first one, uh, it is the first Super Bowl between two black starting quarterbacks, which is kind of hard to believe. Maybe I don't know. I just feel like that would have happened at this point, or maybe that's just how I don't know. I guess you have like Tom and Peyton, Joe Flacco in there, so I guess maybe that makes sense that that hasn't mm-hmm. happened before. Um, let's see. Designated home teams are twenty three and thirty three in the Super Bowl. And have lost twelve of the last sixteen games, uh, Super Bowl games. That is, so that's kind of crazy. The Eagles are the designated home team this year as well. But to tag along with that stat, the last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, they were the home team and they won. So mm. maybe, maybe that, maybe that's not a thing. Uh, another stat that's kind of fun: the last eight teams that have won the coin toss have lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> Twenty fourteen to present. That's what are the chances? That's insane. So we really, we really want to try to lose because we're going to be calling yeah. it too. So because uh, Chiefs, so Chiefs lost it the coin toss in nineteen, won the coin toss in twenty. Yeah. So here's the here's the question uh, that's really important. Which one do you pick? What are you going with? Make your prediction right now for what the coin toss is going to be. Oh, I always choose tails, so I'm probably going to go with heads if I'm trying to right, be wrong. Right, me too. That's what I was thinking. You got to heads it just doesn't fail, right. so you got to you got to take a dive. They have to take yeah. a dive on the coin toss. It's so important. Was it 2019 or 2020 that like Chiefs got like 16 of the 17 games right, like won the toss in almost all the games? I think I think that was last year. I, I want to. Oh, it was last year. Okay, I'll look it up. But because I know we were I, like, oh my I, gosh, we just. Harrison Butler, I guess who I can't remember who calls it, but they just can't miss right now. Uh, mo- well, oh, let's look at this. They actually have a stat. Muse has a stat for most coin tosses won. I think this season. That's kind of goaded, right? Now this doesn't. This is just the amount of wins. Now, why are you lying to me, Stat Muse? Stat Muse usually is pretty cracked, but sometimes they're a little. They're, they're lying to me. I mean, they said that 14 wins, but that's just the amount of wins that the Chiefs have. I can't, I can't find an article. I do remember that being in a major storyline. For some reason, I thought it was in the, one of the Super Bowl years, and either we were like, oh, we lost the toss in the Super Bowl, but then it, didn't, it actually helped us. Or if it was 2020, we won it, and it was like, oh, we lost. Okay, so here's, here's some just interesting um, odds for, for coin tosses in the Super Bowl in general. Okay, okay. Uh, 27 times the coin toss has been heads, 29 times tails. So it's a 52-48 split. Longest mm-hmm. head streak is five in a row. 
longest tail streak is four in a row, which has happened three separate times. Most coin toss wins. Cowboys six, 49ers five, Dolphins four, Raiders three, Patriots three, and Seahawks three. So, mm. you know, it, it, it really, the whole game rides on this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You talk stop. about a script, screw that. You stop complaining, people. It's whoever gets the coin toss. That's really the, yeah, the that's determining the real factor. One. That's that's how the NFL decides who's going to win it and lose in the Super Bowl. That is, is like, what are the, the chances, toss. though? I mean, I guess it's a higher chance because it's 50%, but like the last eight times, like that's insane. The, the team loses? Yeah, that's that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, the only other stat, uh, it's the first Super Bowl halftime show not sponsored by Pepsi in 10 years. Uh, their deal ran out. However, they renewed their deal to be the main sponsor for Super Bowl. It's a four decade long thing, but they didn't renew it. I don't know what what side didn't do that, but uh they aren't sponsoring the halftime show. Apple Music is now that sponsor. And I'm not sure how long long that deal is, but I don't know. There you go. So interestingly, uh there were obviously a lot of rumors this year, um, very widespread that Taylor Swift was going to be the halftime performer at the Super Bowl. It is Rihanna, but for a long time, it was seen that Taylor Swift would not be the spawn, the Super Bowl halftime performer because she is a Coke person. She mm. has an endorsement deal with Coke, and Pepsi was the sponsor. Now that Pepsi is not the sponsor, you'd have to can. think that paves the way for a T-Swift Super Bowl, which I think there have to at this point because this is not it's an football-related. So but if we're talking about most famous just artists on the planet and ones that would definitely draw more eyes into the Super Bowl – you would open yourself up to a whole new demographic of people if you started if you showed Taylor Swift at the halftime show. That's oh, I mean, yeah. she's one of the largest artists on the planet, and definitely like there is certainly crossover between people that like watch like to watch football and people that yeah. really like Taylor Swift. But I would say there's a lot more Taylor Swift fans that do not watch football that that probably would at least tune into 30 minutes of the broadcast to watch her perform. So yeah, well, that's kind of I mean this year that's kind of how Sophie is, my wife. Like she's excited for the game and wants them to win because she knows they'll be happy and not depressed you know obviously that affects her but she's like (laughs) she's like pumped for rihanna she like really likes rihanna so that's she's excited to watch that so kind of rihanna's i feel like similar like that was a pretty good pick i feel like for apple music so yeah we'll Mm see i'm excited here's the here's the real question do you think it'll be better than last year's last year we had dr dre um who obviously brought out kendrick and mary j blige and 50 cent and eminem uh, it was just pretty high bar. That was that was the best yeah. one I think. Since it's gonna be different. Gaga, but it's gonna I be like know. a completely different type of show. I feel like that was like simply just like hip hop, like you know what I mean. Like this is gonna be like an actual like full stage like singing and dancing. And I wonder mm-hmm. who she's gonna have on. She's not announced it, but that that was what I was gonna ask you next. Jay Z. Wait, I don't I'm think she'll do Jay Z because Jay Z, the most famous lyric. Uh, for the past decade that I can think of from Jay-Z is I said no to the Super Bowl. You need me. I don't need you. I feel like he's not, he's not showing he's not gonna, up now yeah, that's true. at this point. I was, I was going to say. Who's she tight with? I, I'm trying to think like musically, like who does she do a lot of work with? Well, so obviously love the way you lie. was one of her biggest songs ever. That was its song with Eminem. She's also got quite a few songs with Drake as well. And relationship with ASAP Rocky. However, ASAP Rocky is not like, I mean, he's popular among rap circles, but not among general audiences. He's kind of died so down. I've not heard from I'm him, kinda, really. I'm kind of wondering. Run This Town would be an elite song, though, mm. uh, to play during a Super Bowl. But that that Hear would be out. required Jay-Z. Uh, Kanye. So. 
no, there's no, there's, there's no way they're gonna let that chance. happen. <laughs> there's 0% chance. Yeah, the I, the NFL and Apple would not sign off on having Kanye. Like, we gotta wait them. at least five years for all this to cool down and then we'll sign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kanye's Kanye's gotta stop being one of the just dumbest human beings on the planet. Um, what, well, I would say it's actually just a graph of most popular and dumbest. Like the lines converge at the top of that line graph, and he he's right there. He's at the top because yeah. he's a very famous individual and also extremely stupid. Uh, so mm. you know that's tough. I don't. I, I would put my money on Drake. I, Drake Drake loves attention, and like, come on, I, I could just yeah. see it happen. And they bring out Drake for one song, and he get he gets the crowd all hyped up. I, I could see it. So. Are you surprised he hasn't been in one yet? I feel like Drake's been like a generational, like for a while, been the the, the dude. Yeah, uh, there were some rumors last year that he was going to make a surprise appearance. Um, I, I think he, well, he's firmly in the NBA corner though. He's like become a uh, Raptors guy, and he's always been more of a basketball than a football guy. But quite honestly, you know, if if you want to get yourself in front of more people, this is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know. We'll see. I, that would be my pick though. I think that's going to be like the big surprise guest. I'm going to go with Drake here. Yeah, that'd be hype. All right, that was a that was a lot of conversation about the halftime show. Uh, let's get into some actual talking about the oh okay no, okay <laughs> uh, talking about the football part of this Super Bowl, the Eagles. So we're just going to make the case for why each team could win. We're going to lay out the strengths of that team and also how they match up against the other team's weaknesses. Eagles. Let's talk about their strengths, David. The first one I can think of is that defensive line. Uh, yeah. Led the league in sacks seventy. This year, which was 15 more than the next closest team, the Chiefs. The Chiefs' offensive line has held up well at points. There has been some issues. Uh, Wiley and Orlando Brown have struggled at times. What do you think the Eagles need to do in that front to really, really exercise that strength? I think the big thing, which this might be the obvious answer, but I mean... I mean, teams forget to do it, and some teams capitalize on that. If you can get to Mahomes with four, I think that's going to help a lot. Because if you don't need to help send extra pressure or an extra guy, right, you can use a guy to spy Mahomes for when he is flushed out of the pocket. You can use then, you know, the seven other guys to drop into coverage. or Right, you just have a lot of more spaces to fill that Mahomes can't pick apart um, if you can get to him with four guys. Because... You know, if you have to blitz one or two guys, one that takes away a, a spy, if he gets past the blitz, he's got some room to work with, but also that's just less people in space, um, you know, to to guard Kelsey, to guard Juju. Um, so, yeah, I think the big thing is getting to Mahomes with four. And we've seen, like, if you can't do that, it's hard to beat the Chiefs. Um, so that'll be, like, the big, the big thing, I think. So... Next-gen stats, Patrick Mahomes versus the Blitz this year, um, and just in total in his career. He, have, on four fewer pass rushes, it, the pressure rate is 24%, 67% completion percentage, eight yards per attempt, 64 touchdowns to 16 interceptions, and a 109 passing rating. If he has five <sighs> or more, the pressure rate is 35%. His completion percentage does drop to 61%. 8.3 yards per attempt. That's almost even. The important stat here, though, 23 touchdowns and one pick. Wow. That's, 
that's insane against the Blitz. So this is including the playoffs as well. And his pass rating is a 116.5. So he's not marketably better. But if you think about it, it, against the Blitz, he is better. He is actually less prone to making mistakes against the Blitz, which is not normally you're trying to get a quarterback out of their element with the Blitz, not even necessarily sacking them. You're trying to rush them into making a mistake. Mahomes does not do that against the Blitz. So I think you're absolutely yeah. correct that they need to get pressure with four. Yeah. And a weird, honestly, a weird thing that you would never, ever say, get the Chiefs into third and short because they're actually worse than they are at third and six plus. Yes, absolutely. It seems like this year, that is that is the one area I would think that the Chiefs are struggling with the Tyreek Hill absence mm-hmm. um, because he seemed to be the go-to reliable third and short guy. They would just send him on a little route outside. Mahomes would roll out to his right and just hit Tyreek for two yards. And there was no way the defense could cover it because Tyreek was so quick off the ball, there was nothing you could do. This year, it seems like our play calling is just different. The I hate the backup tight end sneak. I've said it before on this podcast. I absolutely hate when we run that. It doesn't seem to ever work because it's so telegraphed. And other than that, we just seem to seize up on those third and shorts. So I think you're right. Well, what makes no sense to me is for the most part, I think we've been averaging like five to seven yards per carry each game. So like, how come, you know, Pacheco goes over over 100 and, you know, averages eight yards a carry, but then on third and one, Pacheco can't get one yard. It's just weird to me, like our offensive line just combusts or maybe, I don't know, maybe they're kind of protected because defenses are playing to stop Mahomes. So I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's like pass pro in most run situations, our offensive line's good to go. But then in that situation, it's like they like forget how to play football. It's just really weird. Yeah, it it also seems a case of... Andy Reid just really tightens up the playbook, um, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any sense. I mean, yes, third and short, you're you're going to have different personnel. You, you normally run bigger packages uh, to give yourself more blocking, two, three tight end sets. But why? I, this may sound really dumb and come from a person who did not play football, so I don't know. If the plays that you're running on first and second down are getting you four to six yards every time, why are you just not running those exact same kind of plays on third down? Like, yeah. I, I know that there's probably a good explanation for that. I'm sure the defense is changing personnel, but that's clearly working on the first two downs. And for some reason, we we tighten up our playbook so much, it seems, on yeah. third down that we just can't get conversions. It's almost like there's just so many plays and so many things to work with that Andy Reid almost, like, questions himself. Like, oh, but what if we tried this or this? Rather than be like, nope, we know what works. We know it's been working. Don't get too fancy. Don't try this trick play. Let's just do it. We know it works, you know? Mm-hmm. Um which is frustrating because sometimes that trick play works and we're like, okay, Andy, that, that was pretty smooth, but that shouldn't work. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's a battle back and forth. Yeah. David, the, the Eagles defensive line is probably going to be one of the most talked about things going into this game. Maybe the most talked about unit um, in terms of an impact on the game. What, what's another strength that the Eagles have? Do you think they really need to capitalize on to win this game? Um, I was just kind of looking at some, things and I need to get back to it but uh I saw something that and uh not Antonio Brown <laughs> AJ Brown Jeez. and Devontae Smith going into this game have the highest like passer rating between two receivers like in like playoff history I'm trying to get to this again because it's kind of blew me away and I think when I'll say the exact stat once I get to it but um 
only pair of teammates uh, with top 10 passer rating when targeted. Okay. J.J. Brown, 118.8. Devontae, 114.3. That's a pretty dangerous duo right there. Um, And not to mention the other weapons the Eagles have. So I think kind of similar to the Bengals' game plan, like – if 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 you don't shut down at least one of these guys, I think it causes a lot of problems. Because arguably their strength's not even their pass; it's their run. So if they're able mm-hmm. to, you know, get out ahead, like get out ahead with this pass game, and 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 it kind of rip up these these Chiefs rookies, that's going to cause a lot of problems. Um, so like the Bengals, right? The Chiefs need to figure out a way. Maybe you play a similar style defense, but you know, you Devonte and and AJ, you, you're early contact at the line, throw them off their route, throw them off, throw off the timing uh, and right. Hope that Chris Jones can get to the quarterback. I, I, something that is nice. Like Devontae is a smaller guy. Um, so, you know, if Legereus Sneed gives him a pop, it'll really probably throw up, throw off his timing. AJ Brown's a big guy though. And it's going to be tough to, to guard him. I think the entire game. So that's mm-hmm. the big thing for me is this two headed monster and AJ Brown and Devontae Smith that man can change a game like that. And go along with that, a weakness that we have to talk about is the Chiefs' health right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that AFC Championship game was just a, it seems like just a string of players. Almost every possession were getting hurt. The, the Chiefs were down to an all-rookie defensive back unit for a while before Justin Reed was able to get back into the game. But Snead left that game, did not return after a concussion that happened early on. That was the first quarter. Uh, we had, we had some corners go down as well. Um, I, I believe at one point I saw McDuffie limping a couple of times that, I mean, it was just really banged up, which is not what you want against this Eagles, uh, two headed monster that, yeah. I mean, this is, this is their bread and butter. This is really in, in the past game. It, it's, it's those two guys running deep shots. Now they're going to be helped out by the Eagles own injury problems because we haven't seen Jalen hurts throw a good deep ball in five weeks, six weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is. He, he did not look good from 10 yards and further against the Niners. He, he was not hitting his targets. He did not have a good game. Now, he's obviously had two more weeks to get healthy. So that's, that's going to be vital for them. But the, the Chiefs uh, secondary is going to have to hold up because the, this other strength that I want to talk about, the Eagles offensive line is, is really good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jason Kelsey is the one who gets you know, the most attention um, because he is one of, if not the best center in the league, their offensive line has been very good, very stout. And you can tell that in the run game. I mean, mm. they average 4.6 yards a carry and they've had more than 2,500, uh, rushing yards this year, which is 500 more than they are allowing, uh, on mm. defense. That's a really prolific offensive line. Um, how do you think that's going to affect the game where the Chiefs are coming into to a game where they the last couple of weeks, the Jags line was fine, but the Bengals offensive line was pretty weak. Now they're having a game plan against one of the best in the league. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we mentioned injuries. It's something to note for the Eagles as well. Lane Johnson uh, didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Landon Dickerson, guard, didn't practice uh, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Cam Jurgens, he's backup center, didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, you know, that's another thing. Like, if you're an Eagles fan, you're, st- you're maybe kind of like, ooh, that's, you know, two starters that Lane Johnson especially is like the uh, – probably Kelsey's like the the anchor of that offensive line just with his personality and his 
you know, leadership. But Lane Johnson's right up there. Like he mm-hmm. was one on one with Nick Bosa for a lot of the game last week and did did a good job. So And has um, been playing through injury the whole playoffs. Yeah. So I'll you know, it's I think Chiefs are gonna have to be like, you know, unique in what they do because the Niners have a really good defensive line too. And the Eagles for the most part uh held that up. Now I will say when it your your rush changes whenever so like Frank Clark does this a lot, but like the Chiefs like to do if they can get out ahead, Frank Clark, some of these guys know it's an obvious passing down, gets a jump on the snap, knows that mm-hmm. they're going to pass pro, knows that it's gonna be a pass. So like last week when they're up so much, they're running the ball, mixing it up, that does affect the D line and how they can get to the quarterback and if they even can because it's a run. So I guess the point of this is, you know, if the Chiefs can kind of keep that either deficit slow or get out in front, that'll definitely help the defensive line a lot. It'll help them out a lot of getting to Jalen, who's going to have to be passing the ball. And like mm-hmm. you mentioned, still maybe recovering from an injury. Mm-hmm. I we, we need to talk about the running game as well. Um, the best teams that the Chiefs played this year were not – necessarily great running teams. There are three losses. Uh, Colts, who were actually supposed to be a great running team, but weren't this year. The Bills, who had the opposite of what you consider a great running game. <laughs> and the Bengals, who that's not that's not really who they are. I mean, they can run the ball with Mixon and P. Ryan if they really needed to. Well, not yeah. Joe Mixon anymore, actually, probably. Yeah. Um, well, not Rip, actually. Yeah. Um, but they they weren't really run first prolific run teams. How do you feel that the Chiefs' run defense is going to stack up against the Eagles, who outside of the Forty ers have the best rushing attack in the league? I would say. Um, I I feel like I don't. I'm not like confident. Like, oh, we'll be fine. I do feel decent because we have like faced Josh Jacobs, we have faced Kenneth Walker and Derek Henry. You know, and those were big talking points in the year, even Travis Etienne in the playoffs. And they were able to hold up um, pretty well. Um, and if I'm not mistaking, mistaken, I think Chiefs have a top five rush defense this year This year in the league, um, which, I mean, is going to help in, again, what we're going to face Sunday. And like I mentioned last week, like talking to a, a, Eagle, a good friend of mine who's an Eagles fan, they – their strength is getting out ahead and then just running the running the rock, pounding the football. Um, mm-hmm. And he said, like, I'm going to be worried, right, if, if we get in a deficit because that's where the Eagles struggle. You know, so maybe that's right if you're a, a Chiefs, you know, player, Chiefs coach, that's that's your big thing all year. It's like, okay, all uh, week is like, get out ahead. Let's score first. Um, and, you know, it was funny, actually, Chiefs did score first. So going to the Bengals-Chiefs game, the, both of those teams had not lost all year when scoring first. Uh, and that actually continued because Chiefs scored first and won. So I'm I'm curious, you know, of course, man, the coin toss thing, though. Because if we <laughs> yeah, that's important. win the coin that, toss, that... we get the ball for Well, not necessarily, though. Uh, I think in tricky. this case, I think in this, this case with the kind of team that we're playing, I, I don't want to. 
I, I don't think I know what's going on inside Andy Reid's head, but I think if he has the opportunity, he will take the ball first. Because I think that if you score, and especially in the Super Bowl, you, you score, you get points on the board right out front. Yeah. Then you're like set the tone for the Eagles. Like, hey, this isn't like every game that you play. Okay, this, this isn't mm. going to be a we're going to run up the score in the first quarter and then you know we'll just we'll just rely on our rushing attack. This isn't going to be one of those games. You hope if you're a Chiefs fan. So I, I think that's what you'd have to focus. So you on. will think they'll try to get the ball first rather than deferring. I I, I think so. I, I don't know, but I think that Andy would be more more focused on. He normally just like wants the other team off balance a little bit. Um, and I think that if he tries to take them off balance here, it would be with the passing attack. Um, also the scripted play in the Super Bowl coming off a of bye week is probably going to be like immaculate. If we're being honest from well, Andy Reed, this is what he excels at. So yeah. I think he wants just chance to show that off first and kind of get the offense in rhythm, but it's, it, you know, it's possible he wants to put the pressure on the young guy and say, Jalen yeah. hurts. You've never played in a game this big. That's true. Go out there the first drive and see if you, what you can do against our defense. Chiefs are sitting eighth this year in rushing yards allowed per game in the league, 107 yards allowed per game. Um, and then obviously second in sacks behind the Eagles. So mm-hmm. they seem pretty decent at it. Eagles, however, have a very good, very good rushing attack. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be curious to, that'll be like the big thing I feel like to watch, right? If the chiefs can hold that rushing attack, will that completely change the outcome of that game? Mm-hmm. David, the last question before we move on to the chiefs um, strengths and weaknesses, the, the Eagles, um, have had a had a pretty good special teams year. Not not anything too noisy, right? But have had a really solid special teams year. The Chiefs, on the other hand, have not. Although they seem to figure it out against the AFC championship in the AFC championship game against the Bengals, that obviously were perfect on field goals. The returns went well for the most part, except for one big return call back from a block in the back, which seems to happen in every NFL game. <laughs> yeah how are you, how are you feeling? What's your confidence level in the Chiefs special teams right now? I'm like at a six or a seven out of ten. I I think I trust Tobe. I think that's the thing. Like he's been here before, and I think he knows how to lock these guys in. They know that everything matters, every little detail matters. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I think I'm feeling good. I think I think they'll be locked in, ready to go. What's your confidence level if you see Sky Moore trot out to receive the first punt of the game? Bro, give me an eight. I, I feel good after really? that return. He won us the game, bro. He blocked in, and he even said that. Like, I didn't believe in myself. I, I had written myself off, and the coaches still believed in me and wanted me back there. And he's like, that means the world to me, and that's all I needed. So I was like, bet, dude, I'm going to run through a wall for you. Let's go. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think he's definitely helped himself a little bit, but I'm still, like, when I see that 24 trot out there to return a you punch. shaky. We don't. We don't know. It could be, you know, where the Chiefs are expected to have Kadarius Tony back in this game. Um, we've been told that McCall Hardman, it's going to be very difficult. That's what Andy Reid said. It's going to be very difficult for him to be ready to play. He's got a hip injury he's dealing with. So, Tony, you would have to assume would be the main return guy. I don't really know. The question that I have, and let's just go to the Chiefs. We'll just, we'll just switch to completely talking about the Chiefs now because, quite honestly, that's what we're going to do. It's our team. Do you change Pacheco returning kickoffs? Because if you remember, he left late in that game, and we relied on McKinnon a lot more at the end because he came up kind of, kind of gimping after 
a kickoff return, do you try to switch that and so you're not putting your starting running back in the special teams reps? Yeah, I don't know why he's been returning kicks. I don't really like that he has been. Um, so I hope they do change that. Uh, but I don't know exactly what, who they'd put back there. McKinnon or I don't know. I don't really know who there is to put back. Sky Moore, I guess, took one did, in the championship game, I guess. Yeah. I think. So maybe put Sky back there. It's a it's a different than a punt, you know. Kickoffs so, yeah. are like touchbacks. Like I think the touchback rank is like above 85%, you know. Yeah. So, so that I, – I don't agree that he should be back there because, yeah, it just makes me nervous. It really does. Yeah, I yeah, it just seems like an opportunity for him to get hurt. Um, so oh, it's actually dropped this last couple of years. The top team the Jets had a touchback rate of seventy nine point four five percent, but it's still in the okay. high seventies yeah. uh, for most teams. So strengths for the Chiefs. Just talk about Mahomes, David. <laughs> what 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 does Mahomes have to do? Daddy, Obviously that is daddy. the biggest strength. What 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 does he have to do here? Stay healthy. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about that ankle? How, how are you feeling after, you know, obviously the AFC championship game, he was good, but not fully back. You could tell he came up, came up a little hurt a couple of times on some more mobile throws that he had to make and some runs, but he'll have two weeks. What, what's your confidence level that he's going to be pretty much old Mahomes going into the Super Bowl? I think he'll be, I think he'll be okay. Uh, two weeks. I mean, he had a week and he looked really good, but I think um, with them saying he had no setbacks, that's cheating wise. It's kind of, it's three weeks since he's done it. Um, even though he played like a whole game on it. Uh, I, I think he'll be fine. Um, it is interesting though. Pat Mahomes hasn't necessarily had like the most Pat Mahomes stats in the Super Bowl. Um, right. He's had passer rating of 64.2, 556 yards, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, four interceptions in two games. Uh, Against San Francisco was his two thrown touchdowns and his rushing touchdown. He went three touchdowns total for two picks. And against Tampa Bay, not to his fault at all. He should have had like six tutties. But he had no touchdowns and two picks in this Tampa Bay game with a completion percentage of 53. So, yeah. You should mention, if you don't remember watching that game, which was the most frustrating Chiefs game I think I've ever watched in my life. Not even because we're losing the Super Bowl. Every time he caught the snap, he was sprinting away. He he yeah. he was swarmed by defenders at all moments, and it was they were getting pressure with four. They were getting pressure however they wanted to. I mean, I think we've all seen the highlight multiple times of him throwing a play while completely horizontal, parallel to the ground, um, off his feet, and it, that is a play that hit a Chiefs wide receiver, I believe, right in the helmet, yeah. right, right through yeah. his hands, hit him in the helmet, and he didn't. If Daryl if Darryl Williams catches that, it's like one of the greatest throws in Super Bowl history, right. It, it was just Mahomes, he struggled. He struggled against the 49ers in the first half. Um, the whole Chiefs team, quite honestly, struggled with the 49ers in the first half, maybe in the first three quarters, and then really turned it on in the end to put that game away. The Bucks Super Bowl was just terrible. This offensive line is much better. Is there a stat line you think Mahomes has to reach? Because uh, I think they're going to need to really rely on him. This isn't going to be a game where he can have two touchdowns and two picks and win. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Is there a stat line that you're looking for that you think this is what he's got to get if the Chiefs are going to win this game? Honestly, I think the big thing, based on what we've seen in the last two Super Bowls, a zero next to the INT category. And I think, honestly, the Chiefs will be in pretty good shape. 
I think if he mm-hmm. if they're if if the Chiefs, you know, that's like the big thing. Just get like force one turnover, right? If the Chiefs can get in the plus category in the turnover ratio, I think they'll have a chance. Um, because you know, like, what game was it this year? Like Mahomes threw three picks, but four touchdowns and we still won. Like you just can't do that against a team of the caliber of the Eagles, you know? So I think he's going to have to have a zero next to that interception um, in that category. And I think they'll have a real chance just simply with that. Um, You know, obviously you'd love a good old four tutty zero pick game. That just looks really good, but that's hard to do, especially in the Super Bowl. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that's all that needs to be done? Do you think he's going to even need more than that than just zero picks and zero fumbles? Uh, obviously, the turnover thing is huge. Quite honestly, if he doesn't have that just absolute snafu of a an unforced error in the championship game, that, that game is not near as close as it is. If he doesn't yeah. have that fumble. They were driving um, and about to score again. Right. Then I think that game's put away pretty easily. So, yeah, the no turnover thing is obviously going to be a big deal. I think he's going to have to throw three touchdowns. I mean, I really believe this is a game where they're going to have to rely on Mahomes to mm-hmm. make plays. They're going to likely be down at least one of their top three receivers, not necessarily stats-wise, but um, in terms of overall quality, because McCall Hardman is not is probably not going to play. It, it seems like he's yeah, not he's, going to play at all. Yeah, a day ago, he was doubtful on the injury report already with a pelvis injury, mm-hmm. which is tough. I, That's... Ooh. So I, I really think this is going to be one that relies on Mahomes' shoulders. We, Unless this run game gets figured out, we could not run the ball at all last week. Now, you could say, what if that gets fixed? But a large part of our running game is also Pat as well. I, mm. I think him scrambling for 10, 15-yard first downs at times, which he, he tends to do, that's going to be huge in this game because there's going to be an opportunity. They're likely going to, like what you said, rush four, drop seven. And just say, all right, we're going to double up Travis Kelsey. We're going to make you try to beat us. He's going to have a lot of opportunities to step up in that pocket and run. And he tried to do that a couple of times in the AFC Championship game, and the ankle just wasn't really there yet. So he did not have the elusiveness that he normally does to be able to get out of the pocket and really do some damage in the second mm-hmm. level of the defense. Yeah, I think that's going to be huge at this game. Mm-hmm. If he is able to do that, if he's able to run – if if Mahomes runs for over 40 yards, the Chiefs win this game. I genuinely believe yeah. that. If if he's able to get that much rushing um, and give them that that other option, that that kind of second dangerous weapon that he has with his feet, I think it's going to be very tough for the Eagles to stop him. It's so insane how much of a different ma- difference maker that is. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like he waits to use it too. We don't see this like in the first quarter, but it's like, oh, everything's covered, and then Mahomes somehow scrambles for 16 yards, and it's like. Wh- it's a complete game changer, and and you're right. Like, and I mentioned this earlier. Like, if if they're having to blitz guys um, because they can't get to Mahomes the four, well, they're no longer going to have a guy spying Mahomes. Therefore, Mahomes could get out run. So this goes back to the Eagles having to get to press pressure Mahomes with four guys, or he's it's going to be tough. Marcus Kemp going to be you know score you know catching balls on these guys. So yeah, it'll be really interesting. I do agree though. Like the forty yards, if he's if he gets 40 yards in this game like you have to think that chiefs at least have a really good chance at winning this mm-hmm. all right let's talk about the people that are going to be catching the passes thrown by pat already mentioned it hardman's going to be out uh, juju and Kadarius tony both left the afc championship game with injuries and did not return but based on what andy Reid has said he he 
said that Juju is quote in a good place in a in a press conference on Wednesday. Um, he was he mispracticed both Wednesday and Thursday this past week because his knee was swelling up. But they said they're pretty optimistic that that he's going to at least get a shot to be ready to go again. Law they have they have essentially everybody has a bye week, so yeah. there's more time to rest. Not practicing on a Wednesday and a Thursday, uh, you know, ten days before the Super Bowl is not a huge deal. They're probably going to hold those people out anyway, just out of precaution. Yeah, Tony looks better. He did the walkthrough on Thursday, so it looks like Kadarius Tony is going to be back. Also, some nudes on Cl- Clyde edwards alaire who can still be, I believe, activated off of the injured reserve list, um, has been practicing. So mm. it's possible that maybe if one another guy doesn't go, they drop they drop somebody to IR and add a layer back to the main roster. I don't know if that really changes the Chiefs, quite honestly. Um yeah. I don't know if that changes their I mean, does he roster. get much does he get many looks though with McKinnon and Pacheco the way they've been playing the last five, six games? Maybe third down. I could see him being the third yeah. down guy, quite honestly. But that's all it and and probably the best news the Chiefs have out of the injury report. Travis Kelsey's not on it. Nice. He's come off the injury report. Back problem doesn't seem to be a real thing. Dude, I listened to New Heights. I don't think we realized how close he was to not playing. He revealed that. He said he woke up Sunday, and he's like, I genuinely didn't know if I was playing this game or not. Yeah, which we all thought, like, ah, he's just playing. Because he has to be. Like, there's no shot. But yeah, and he still... That's freaky. He got kind of shut down in the second half. They obviously switched their game plan at halftime. The Bengals did, and we're really just like, you're going to have to throw it to MVS. We are not allowing you to throw it to Travis Kelsey. Well, he yeah. finished with, it's... what, like 80 receiving yards or something on like seven catches. So yeah. he still had a good game. The same thing is going to happen, though. What are your What's your confidence that Travis Kelsey, I think right now the line for his y- receiving yards is 79 and a half. What, do you think he can get the over on that? Ooh, over. I this is tough because I think it depends on who can play. You know what I mean for the Chiefs, like against the Bengals. It's like okay, it's like MVS, and then you guys have practice squad players. So they're like, let's put all of our you know eggs into one basket. You know, as far as um, guarding Travis. So like, if everybody's healthy, um, you know, even looking at these stats. It's crazy. Juju had 933 yards this year. He was almost a thousand yard receiver. So I think if there's Kelsey, Juju, and MVS, I think that helps a lot. And if those three are playing, I think he gets there. Mm-hmm. Kelsey is just a different breed in big games. And like, that is true. Everyone's wondering how is he always open? I, Kelsey's just a freak. And I think he's. I mean, he's even said this on like the podcast. Like, it doesn't matter who we play or what they're in. Andy Reid will always give me give me open, and I think Andy Reid's going to do that. I think he knows that Kelsey is big. He's a big contributing factor in this game specifically when everybody else is kind of injured on the skill position wise. So, I think he hits it. Yeah, I it's you know he's never not going to be compared to Rob Gronkowski. Um, in, in five Super Bowls, Rob Gronkowski, 29 catches, 364 yards and five touchdowns. That that's, you know, he, he's facing similar coverage to Travis, I would say. And that whenever defenses were lining up against the Patriots, they were really just, we have to stop Gronk. Mm. 
there's other guys that can hurt us with the little plays. Obviously, Julian Edelman was a big factor for them, especially later in his career. But they were doubling Rob Gronkowski all the time, and they still found ways to get the ball to him. I, yeah. I genuinely believe that Travis Kelsey is the same sort of way, and I do think, I, I think if he gets the over, it's it's not really much of a doubt um, that the Chiefs win. Travis Kelsey in his Super Bowl career so far, 16 catches, 176 yards, and one touchdown in his two Super Bowls that he's played in. Yeah, um, and so, in, the, in, the, in the playoffs. He's just under 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns, 17 right. games played. That's pretty good. So it, in the in the Niner, Super Bowl against the Niners, he had six catches for 43 yards. So 10 catches for 130 yards against the Bucs, but never never reached Jeez. the end zone because no, no Chiefs player reached the end zone. The Chiefs only kicked field goals in that game, mm-hmm. which was so frustrating. That, that was mm-hmm. just a very frustrating game to watch. But – yeah. Again, the the Bucks were very focused on shutting Travis down too. Now there was the Tyreek Hill factor. This is the first Super Bowl he's going to play without having Tyreek on the other side to draw some of the attention away. Yeah, I I still think you know we've already seen all year, and, and they're going to talk about how how big does the Tyreek Hill thing play into the Super Bowl, as they've been talking about all season. You just got to trust Pat. He's the best quarterback in the league obviously it would be nice to have one of the top five wide receivers still on the team, but even if they're not chiefs are still 14 and three in the regular season. They're now yeah. 16 and three, um, you know, so 16 wins, 16 yeah. and three. That's, that's insane. If our tackles can block up, let Mahomes do the rest. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Uh, other, other strengths that we haven't touched on David, what, what's another strength for the chiefs that, that you think we haven't talked about yet? Uh, I'm just kind of scanning stat muse because they have a lot of good just little tidbits. Um, man, I I really think this Chiefs secondary is underrated. Um, they've really come together. They really aren't playing like rookies um, late in this season. Um, they've just really looked good. Uh, and I think that's going to be huge. Um, we We saw last week with two picks, like, that was a game changer. One of them being really big because it was late in the game, but mm-hmm. um, one rookie made a really good play, tipping it to another rookie. And uh, man, they're just looking really good, especially if Snead's healthy. Um, Jalen Watson's playing well. Trent McDuffie, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, just statistically about targets and, and, and passes allowed his way. Joshua Williams is playing really well. So they're flying around. Uh, and I think, that could really, really be a, a huge strength, right? Even if they hold up for a little bit, right? If you can hold up for three and a half seconds and let the Chiefs, you know, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, let them get to the quarterback, that's going to be huge. At the very least, rush Jalen, right? Get him out of his, um, you know, comfort. I think that's going to be huge. So I think a big factor of this game is like, all right, what are these rookie D, uh, D-backs going to do? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, you're right. It- we can talk about the the Chiefs opponent scoring 21 points per game. Chiefs are middle of the road defensively. Uh they were actually a little bit better defensive stat wise in the 2020 um Super Bowl. They were ranked 10th in opponent scoring and in the 2019 one they were ranked 7th in opponent scoring. Chiefs had a bad first I would say 8 to 9 weeks of the season defensively. Yeah. Um that's and then the pass rush kind of came on and from that the secondary um helped. 
Also, it, it, it cannot be understated how important McDuffie has been to this team. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's a whole, it's, it's an entirely different unit um, whenever he's playing. I, I, Absolutely. I, I don't, I, I know he's not the best, probably not the best rookie corner, quite honestly, because this was a deep, deep class. Yeah, was. For for rookies, but he he just changes he just changes everything whenever he's mm-hmm. in there. I mean, he can really he's one of those guys where teams just won't throw at him. Um, no, so, they don't. Which is always tough for a cornerback because like this stats are tough because yeah, it's like if you're really good, like they don't necessarily throw at you, so you don't have as many stats for that reason, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, last five games. 21 tackles, eight assists, a tackle for loss, a sack, four pass deflections. Um, yeah, he hasn't got much action because, yeah, again, there's. I feel like they just not targeted him much. The the Chiefs have lost one game when Trent McDuffie has been playing. Um, hmm. You could say, obviously, that he's not the main reason. The only game that they lost when he was playing was against the Bengals. Um, and that, so two- that was his first game back. Yeah, two without one with him. Um, that's one of his the games he was most involved in. Too made four tackles, uh, two assisted tackles. Um, you know, he he was he was pretty involved in that game. He he's not a ball hawk. He's he's not picking the ball off a lot. He actually has no interceptions this year. Um, but pass breakups. He he's got seven. But that's again, that's not what you're asking out of him. You're yeah. You really just put him on an island and hope nobody throws at him. Um, or dare them to throw at him, and, and they're not. They're really not. They're not throwing to him. So yeah, um, yeah. And he he had two pretty big pass breakups against the Bengals last week. He, he's very important. Lastly, yeah. sorry, go ahead before before I go. Well, I was just say like the big thing too is like, um, one of, let's see, I always mix up the rookie. Uh, that doesn't matter. They're both Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams. I can't remember which one gets more. I think they both get pretty good, even amount. They're both six three over two hundred pounds. So I like. I feel like that's in a really good situation if you're the Chiefs, because really, I mean, Nathan, you know this. What's been a weakness in the past is like we've had such small cornerbacks, and it, unless they've been like a Marcus Peters style type of player, they just have been outsized. But like, you can't. Throw a jump ball over Jalen Watson because he is six three as a cornerback and he plays very very well and I think that helps a lot. Four last five games, seventeen tackles. He has one tackle for loss. He has four pass defense uh, passes deflected. He has two interceptions. Um, like he's playing well and uh, I think a guy like AJ Brown who's powerful and can go up and get a ball. I think Jalen Watson's a key to that. Of like you know, can he meet him? Can he high point the ball and and meet AJ Brown? you know, at the point of contact. So I'm really watching Jalen Watson. Yeah. The, the chiefs have relied on rookies more this year than I on defense. than I think they ever have mm-hmm. um, it at any other time during the Mahomes era, which is a little scary, but it also, <laughs> it, it's pretty good because these guys are getting, you know, playoff and super bowl experience. Yeah. Hopefully these are people you have for a while that you can build around. Uh, lastly, Last person I want to talk about, Chris Jones. Mm. Chris Jones, huge in that win over the Bengals. Two sacks, his first two career playoff sacks. One came in the first half. The other one came to really seal the Bengals' fate. I mean, a lot of stuff happened afterwards, but when when Joe Burrow got the ball back with 
under three minutes on the clock, I thought he's going to waste all the time. He's going to have a three minute drive here. They're going to kick a field goal and they're going to win. And there's nothing the chiefs can do about it. Nope. Chris Jones can do something about it. Chris, Chris has said, been, excuse me. <laughs> he, he is competing for defensive player of the year. He's been mm-hmm. one of the best interior defensive linemen this season. And I would say in the past five years, really only Aaron Donald has played better than him consistently at points. So, you, you, you really got to think like Chris, we need Chris Jones to have another big game, not yeah. s- necessarily sack wise, but, but pressure wise, I saw a graph, yeah. which I'm searching for it now. Um, pass rush, um, double rate versus win rate. And he was the highest in both categories of interior defensive linemen in the league. He's getting doubled more than any other interior D lineman. And he was winning more than any other interior D lineman. Jeez. He's one of those guys, they say it all the time about, especially, you know, non-pass rush defenders. Like, you you can't necessarily tell stat-wise what these guys are doing. And you can from Chris Jones. Obviously, this year, huge um, for for sacks for him. But the most important thing that he does is he frees up Frank Clark to, to get to the quarterback and Karloftis, you know, and Dunlap at points. He's mm-hmm. he draws two guys every time. I think I think he's got to have I I think he's got to have a huge game here for the Chiefs to have a shot. It it feels yeah. like the Eagles are so dangerous on offense that they really need to get the work done in the backfield and not push the secondary to have to really cover AJ Brown and Devonte Smith for very long. Yeah, uh, actually, Jason Kelsey was talking about this, and I didn't know it was a record. Jones is the first. To, to have the stat line that he did last week with two sacks, three tackles for losses, and five quarterback hits uh, in the playoffs. I didn't know that was a record, but maybe that's that unique. You know you know how there's always records for something. But I mean, it's still kind of cool, though. And yeah, I think I agree. If He has to, and I think he can. I don't think it's like a very tall task. I think he can really disrupt this game. But yeah, and I, I agree with everything you said. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones coming into this game, regular season stats, 15 and a half sacks. Um, 44 tackles, 17 tackles for loss, um, two forced fumbles, four passes you know, defended. Come on. And four passes deflected, uh, which he has not had less than four passes deflected in a season since he was a rookie, which is Dude's very always impressive. just smacking balls. Chris Jones is 28. I can't tell whether that feels like too old or too young. I'd go with too young, considering this is the best year he's had of his career. So he's not slowing down. No, resign um, this man. Yeah, I well, I think they're going to. I mean, I don't they I don't see to. a way they don't. This is this is going to be the one piece they focus on resigning the, um, this offseason. Chris Jones is is paramount to this team's success. Doesn't yeah, always show up, uh, especially in the sack column, but he is invaluable uh, as a as a defensive lineman. So. I have a question. What for each team? Like, what do you think is going to be like the dude that is the reason one team wins the other? Not necessarily like Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. Like, those are the easy answers. But offense or defense, who do you think is like this guy might be the difference in why this team wins or why this team wins? All right, for the Eagles, for the Eagles, I'm going to go Lane Johnson. Hmm. I, I think if Lane Johnson is healthy. Um, that's just that 
it, or even if he can play to 80 to 90%, he, he's so good. Mm-hmm. And he makes such an impact on their ability to protect Jalen Hurts that I think he's going to be crucial. For the Chiefs, I think it's Frank Clark. I really do. If, Ooh, if playoff okay. Frank shows up again and he he's wreaking havoc in the in the backfield, you know, not just it's going to be big for him. I know we talk about his pass rush a lot. He's going to need to win and get to the running backs in the backfield. We, the Chiefs really need to hit, you know, Boston Scott behind the line. Mm. That that'll be crucial. And if he can cause havoc not just on pass plays but on run plays as well, it's hard to imagine a world in which Frank Clark is like having having a really good game and the Chiefs lose. Like, that just doesn't happen. When yeah. Frank Clark plays well in the playoffs, especially yeah. the Chiefs play well as mm-hmm. a team. It really energizes that defense. Um, he's the he's the best, like, big play guy aside from Chris Jones on that defense. Yeah, uh, And I think yeah. he's going to be real important. Mm-hmm. What about you? For the Eagles, I think Hassan Reddick uh, is, like, the difference maker for the Eagles. He's... Uh, last five games, seven and a half sacks, five tackles for loss, 18 tackles. He got 16 sacks in the regular season. He is a game wrecker. And I think, you know, Andrew Wiley's going to have his hands full. And you'd have to imagine that, you know, Andy Reid's going to help him a little bit, you know, not just have him one on one the entire game. Absolutely. But I think if he goes off, I think it's really hard for the Chiefs to win. Uh, really easy, not easy, but a lot easier for the Eagles to win if, you know, Hassan Reddick has a game that. Really, he's been having this whole year. Uh, I think for the Chiefs, I'm going to go with Pacheco. I just mm. kind of, you said I don't see a way in which, you know, Frank Clark goes off and the Chiefs lose. It's just hard for me to imagine the Chiefs losing this game if Pacheco goes like 115 yards and a touchdown. Like for him to go over 100 yards rushing, the running back, not even to mention Mahomes and what he's do to do with Kelsey, like that just. I, I there I know the stats out there, but like when Pacheco when we've gone over a hundred yards rushing, I wonder what the Chiefs' record are is because like, and it, it may not be a lot because I know we don't run insanely well, but I just feel like for him to, to yeah to, I, to, to go I over a hundred yards, you know what I mean? Like that's just gonna help the Chiefs a lot and open up that passing attack. So let's let's see what we got here. Um. All right. Of course, they beat it? Tennessee, and they have like five rushing yards. So I guess this may not be like an, a reliable. This is the wrong year. What the frick is going on? Why this is? Why is it showing me? I'm trying to look up at the the Chiefs page, and it's literally showing me 2016 Chiefs stats. I I mm. I don't when understand. We lost that. to the Colts. We had three rush. He had, Pacheco had three rushes for nine yards. When we lost yeah. to Buffalo, Pacheco had two rushes for nine yards. The All outlier right. when we lost to Cincinnati, he did go fourteen for sixty-six. But also, we stopped running the ball, and we were wondering. Every that time the Chiefs have thing. lost this year, let's look. The the Bengals game is the only game in which they rushed for over a hundred yards and lost as a team. Um. So the there other games. You know, the the Bills and the Colts, both of those losses, the Chiefs were 68 and 58 rushing yards as a team, respectively. Um, that, yeah, it, it's very big for them. Uh, and even in the games in which they 
I mean, even the games that they don't rush the ball well, but they still win, they seem to struggle on offense. Think about the Titans mm. game. Um, they struggled. The Broncos game to end the season. The Seahawks game as well was kind of close. Um, so when when they don't when they don't put up points, uh, when they don't put up rushing yards, they don't necessarily put up points that well either. So well, in the two games they won, probably what we would agree with their best games: Tampa Bay forty-one points they won they put up 41 points in one and then against the Niners they put up 44 points in one Tampa Bay they had 189 rushing yards and then against the Niners they went 112 averaged 5.3 yards per carry so like the t- the games that right they dominated and played very well you know they were able to run the ball so I think that's I mean, gonna be huge it's the most obvious don't really need any knowledge about football thing to say but if the Chiefs can run it makes them so much more dangerous because if their run game is even something you have to respect, not necessarily the most dangerous thing ever, but last week you didn't have to respect it at all. When, when the mm-hmm. Chiefs played the Bengals, they were averaging two yards a carry. Yeah, The, the, the Bengals were not worried at any point in time about the Chiefs rushing. Nope. However, if, if at this point, you know, if, they, if the Chiefs could average four yards a carry, if they run the ball 20 times and average four yards a carry – that still is going to force the Eagles to at least respect the run a little bit more. Gives yep. Mahomes more options. He's not yeah. going to be – no, they're, they're not going to go stretches where, all right, eight plays in a row, eight passes in a row because we can't get anything going on the ground. Yeah, I really hope that's an emphasis because last week was tough to watch in that area of like they're not running the ball, they can't, Mahomes is limping, our three receivers are out, and we're passing on first, second, and third down, and we just punted. Like that was painful to watch. So I really hope that that's an emphasis in practice and and their game plan of let's establish the run and run the football because you I don't want to ha- you don't I mean it's, this is the hardest as a Chiefs fan and coach I would imagine is the hardest thing to make a decision of but you don't want to have to rely on Mahomes but you kind of want to because he can he, win he you can, games but, but you still don't want to have to rely on him you know what I mean so you don't you don't want ha- you don't want him to have to put a a Hall of Fame where they performance up every time you want to win. And almost get hurt. <laughs> right. I wonder, this is the last thing before we literally just pick the game. I wonder how important Mahomes' ankle is to the running game. Because as you noticed mm-hmm. in this last week and against the Jaguars, he couldn't stretch out for those those zone reads. Um, you know, he, he really... He, he boot the bootleg plays anything. He could not stretch out to get the ball to the running back. They were running a lot out of shotgun because all he had to do was catch a snap and turn. And it wasn't putting a lot of stress on his ankle, which severely limits the amount of run plays that you can do. So I wonder if, if Mahomes is more mobile, you can run out of that. You know, chiefs don't run eye formation that much, but no. you can run out of that single, single back, back formation, yeah. you know, under center a couple of times and allow allow the the run game to work because it's harder to run out of the shotgun. It just is the, the running back doesn't get up to get to build up speed, yeah. you know, before trying to hit the hole. He, he just and you're can't five really do yards that. behind the line of scrimmage, which is always, I've never been a huge fan of running from the shotgun. Cause you just have to get five yards just to get back to the line of scrimmage, but right. it is what it is. Right. So I, I think that'd be important. And if Mahomes' el- ankle is healthy, then Quite frankly, that it's going to open up not only what they can do with the pass, but what they can do in run plays as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, David. Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Eagles are still favored minus one and a half. This line has moved quite a bit. 
Um, but it seems like it's going to stay equals favored minus one to two. It, it, it really seems like it's going to stick yeah. in that range unless there's a big injury announcement that comes out. Like if they say that Lane Johnson's not playing, it might flip to the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Will be favored. Um, I, do uh, I really over under is fifty, which is pretty yeah. high. Yeah, fifty. They're expecting a, a decently high scoring affair. The Chiefs have yet to reach thirty points um, this playoffs. The Eagles have yet to score less than thirty playoff points in this playoffs. So hmm. you know, one's probably going to give here. Uh, I would say it's I, more uh, likely the Chiefs score more, but I uh, I have my who's winning. I also have a score prediction. I think I'm going to do a score prediction too. Okay. Yeah. Let's do both because I think we both know who we're going to pick. Yeah. With who's winning. Fly yeah. Eagles. No. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Chiefs 27, 21. Okay. Chiefs are going to be up 24, 21. Going to get a big stop. They're going to settle for a field goal and the Eagles are going to get the ball back, and we're going to need the defense to stop them from get in, getting into the end zone to win the Super Bowl. That's just that's just how I imagine it being. And that would be 48 total, so two under the, the over-under right now. Uh, I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to go Chiefs 31, Eagles 24. Mm. Um, I think that it's going to be a similar fashion. It's going to come down to the end of the game. I think that the Eagles are going to score a touchdown late to tie the game up 24-24. Mahomes is going to get the ball back with three minutes, and he's going to drive down the field and score with like 22 seconds left on the clock. And the Mm. Eagles are going to have a little bit of a shot, but it's really going to be out of reach for them because they're going to have to get a touchdown. And Mm. I think Hurts not being able to throw a deep ball consistently because of that shoulder injury is going to really seal the deal. That's what I hope. Um I, there was no way we were picking the Eagles. If you listen to this podcast and you know us, I'm not going to pick the Eagles. You know, I'm always going to side with the Chiefs to win. And, um, and there is a real thing to be said um, about the strength of schedule the Eagles have played. And I know that's what everybody's talking about. And I, Nathan will tell you, I've been actually a big supporter of the Eagles all year. I didn't think they were frauds. And I've, I've been the fraud one. I, I've been mm-hmm. the one calling them frauds. But they had the easiest strength of schedule all year. They they haven't played a quarterback like Mahomes. That's that's not to say that they won't handle it well, but they just have not seen Patrick Mahomes or really anything close to his ability and his style of play. So that is something to note to see like will will they be able to come out and be fine or will it be a bit of a shock, a bit of a punch in the mouth, like, oh my gosh, I didn't you know, we weren't ready for this high, you know, skill, this high physical. So I don't know. That's those are my thoughts on that. I think the Eagles are the rare case of this team was the most dominant in the league, I think, pretty pretty easily, you could say, because the Chiefs, we, even when they were winning games, were not blowing people out. The Eagles were absolutely blowing people out in their wins. Mm-hmm. But somehow still feels untested. The Chiefs mm-hmm. feel very tested, but at times shaky. Yeah. The Eagles feel don't feel shaky at all, but also feel untested. Uh, I would not be surprised if the Eagles come out and just punch the Chiefs in the mouth and are like, yeah, we're this good. But I also wouldn't be shocked if it kind of seems like, whoa, all right, we're, we're, we're playing at a little different level than we've been playing recently. Yeah. Um, I think the 49ers had the chance to, to really challenge them there and just, you know, that injury to Brock Purdy kind of limited. Because quite honestly, if the even if the Brock Purdy is healthy, you know, you're saying that's a third-string quarterback. But if the Eagles beat a healthy 49ers team 
with Brock Purdy in the whole game. I think it's different. I think we just feel differently. Yeah. There's, of course, going to be people making an argument like, look, it's Brock Purdy. That's a third-string quarterback. The Eagles still aren't that good. But it, the fact that they you know, they won the way that they did in which they didn't really even have to try, it does make you think, like, what's going to happen if they go up against this Chiefs team? But mm-hmm. it's, sometimes it's better to be lucky yeah. than good. You know, you yeah. can't fault them. They had to play the schedule that they played, and they won. So, Well, that's kind of how the Bengals rode to the Super Bowl last year. They got a lot of like plays that went their way and a lot of calls that went their way and they they took advantage of those and got to the Super Bowl. And so yeah, I'm just really, you know, one more thing is like how will this team react when they're down like possibly 7 or possibly 10? They've been up a lot and you know, they've put a games away early and haven't had to worry about that. But yeah, like okay, if this team's down 13 to 3 and Mahomes is you know, has the ball like will they react the same as if the same as you know how they been doing this last the whole year so yeah yeah um so next week you'll either hear us you know ecstatic or again it's gonna be one of the most difficult podcasts to record um you think so if they lose will it be more difficult than this last week would have been if we would have lost i think it won't be as um uh, i don't know because I think yeah. about, uh, not hatred, but our competitiveness against the Bengals. I think we're more, we'd have been. More I think down it would. I think you're right. It would have been tougher because there's literally a rivalry with the Bengals, whereas there's not really with the Eagles. Um, like I respect I, them, and uh, you know, it's hardly like, ever right when the Super yeah. Bowl teams play. There's never really a rivalry there. One mm-hmm. may form after the game, depending on what happens in the game, but there's never really one present. You're not like, oh, these two teams hate each other, like because yeah. opposite conferences they never play. So yeah, I guess you could say that that's true. This is just. This is a real legacy game for both Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I, I would say that if the Chiefs have a lot more to lose. Mm, like, yeah. if the Chiefs lose this game, it's going to be a lot bigger deal than if the Eagles lose. Because if the Eagles lose, they're going to do that. Well, Jalen Hurts, look at where he took this team. Um, Sirianni's so early first on year. His career. Sirianni, it, you know, has really brought this team back from the brink where it was before he got hired. But if the Chiefs lose, it's going to be, are the Chiefs really a dynasty or are they just the team? Which I don't think they are. You can't call the Chiefs a dynasty until they win another ring. You cannot yeah. be a dynasty only winning one ring in five years. Yeah. So um, are they a dynasty or were they just a flash in the pan? Are they the you know that team that they won one, but they're never going to get back? Are they the Green Bay Packers? You know mm. that, that, that could be them. So I think this is very important for Mahomes and Andy Reid's legacy. Yeah, I agree. Well, Next Sunday, the 12th at 5.30 on Fox. You know, a kind of a fun stat. The last time the Chiefs won a Super Bowl, it was on Fox. Lost it when it was on CBS, and it's back on Fox. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's just pure coincidence. (laughs) Well, no, it's a rotation schedule, so I don't think it's coincidence. But What are the chances that the Chiefs only ever win a Super Bowl when it's on Fox? Um, if you told me that for the rest of Patrick Mahomes' career that he would, like every time he would make the Super Bowl, if it was on Fox, he was just going to win it, I'd probably take it, right? Because you got to bet like he's going to make at least every, three, every three more years, Super Bowls, right? maybe. So it'll probably it win it, probably won at least two more. So it would have four rings. That'd be nice. Sign, right? me, sign me up. Absolutely yeah. sign me up. Hi. Well, what we've all been waiting for 20 weeks, and here we are. So. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the commercials, the halftime show. Um, yeah, may the odds be ever in your favor. This has been What Do You Want to Watch? Uh, episode 73, Super Bowl 57 preview. 
Nathan English and David Dirks chatting it up. You've been listening to it. We have been talking about it. Remember, no matter what happens, next year is the Chargers year, guys. Mm. Amen. Bye.